Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy distance professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. For today, we're talking NWA Saturday night on TBS from May the 13th, 1989. It's getting hot. The summer is just about upon us. We are coming off the heels of the Wrestle War 89 pay-per-view. More on that later. If you want that show, you got to go to tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt, where Doc and I and Silva reviewed it. And it was a lot of fun. Two hours of great audio. Lots of fun covering that. But for now, I'm sitting here with Doc, and we are waiting on Hardbody Hopper to join us because, you know, he's Mr. Paperwork, and um, I'd say he's always late. Right, Doc? Well, that hurricane was down there, right? It ain't got nothing to do with it. And please stop moving. I know you're on your Skype phone and not on your headset because you're having computer problems tonight. I'm hearing a lot of rustling around back there. No, no that, that wasn't me moving around. I was just digging in the uh, the little lunchbox I bring back here so I could uh, get to the good stuff, if you know what I mean. They gotcha, got Henny gotcha. in a can now. That's what this is. They got Henny in a can now. Okay. All right. Um, How you doing, man? You living a dream? What's going on? We're always living the dream. We're blessed. We're a blessing. You know, we just talked about a little football. Hit a little road bump on Sunday night and uh, out in L.A., but we're going to be okay. It's Cowboys. Well, what Doc's talking about is um, it was actually two weeks ago as you're listening to this, so maybe they'll pick up a win in week two, but we're recording before that. But I just want to remind everyone. Like I, live in the, of- I live in the moment. I live in the present. I live right now. And if these people can't catch up as I'm riding on the edge of a lightning bolt, that's not my problem. Well, you can live in whatever you want to live in, but you're going to live in this infamy right here. And here's the thing, guys. I was going to say Cowboys 16-0 and at Super Bowl, but Mike said I couldn't do it. So then I went with, the, oh, well, they'll go 8-8. Eight eight. Bullshit, pal. We're going 16-0, and Super Bowl. Suck it. And once again, that did not come true. So let's move there's, on and get to uh, what Well, we you know, there's enough people out there that know that that's two-year-old audio, and so now you look like a shithead. That's fake news. Fake. News. Hey, let me ask you this though. It were. It re- I mean, we're gonna get to wrestling here in a minute, but it was really, really weird to see. And I don't carry it away, but it was weird to see Tom Brady in a different uniform, huh? Hmm. I didn't think much of it. Yeah, but it was kind of like you know, it, it's it's you see Rick show up on WWF in '91. It's like that's still him, but it looks a whole lot different. It's weird. Honest to God. That the is probably is, the weirdest thing I've ever seen. The difference when, was is that Rick wasn't washed up in 91. Well, 
we talked about this on the show before, but that's one of those moments where I remember, I remember the week Heenan had the belt and I was like, holy shit. Cause I mean, we all loved the big goal. I mean, we liked the, the, the old belt, but the big goal was still good too. And I remember Heenan holding that belt up. I was like, holy shit, Ric Flair's coming. And then Flair shows up. And that was one of those things where like, you kind of had to blink your eyes a few times. You're like, no way. No way. See, here's, this guy's NWA. Here's the, here's the thing. This was in my dark period. So I didn't know that this happened for like three more years. You probably didn't know it happened until you saw Flair back in WCW. It was about 94, 95 when I found out, <laughs> you know, and then I was, I got back into it and was like, wait, what, what happened? I remember, I remember watching it. I was like, holy shit like because this is one of those things where you just never thought you'd see like you know we grew up in the nwa and rick flair is an nwa guy hogan was a wwf guy and then he pops up first heenan pops up with the belt and then rick shows up you're i mean like i just remember being totally just and who crap. else has ever, who else has ever come into the fed like that and been been put over in wwf yeah some WWF historian out there is going to tell me somebody, but for me, I, I'm saying Flair. <laughs> no, nobody else. So, um, so he came in hot, brother. He sure did. So the superstar is not with us tonight uh, yet. Hopefully, we'll have him on here any second to tell us about um, whatever it is he's been off doing. <laughs> Lord knows what that is, right? It's just. You never know what happened. You, you never know. know. I mean, like, he could be stuck up there on that hard rock building with those dead Mexicans, or he could have just fallen asleep and forgotten. I mean, you never know. It could be something spectacular, or it could be that he has a shit lodged in his ass and he can't get it out. He actually did fall asleep and didn't wake up in time for the show. That's not a real. Right. That's, that's a fact. Right. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, um, Doc, before we get we, into you, we were uh, afraid that something had happened to him, and he got day drunk and fell asleep. Yeah. He is a child. Doc, before I throw it to you, and hopefully Harper is texting us soon to call him, a uh, big special shout-out to our largest patron contributors monthly, disrespectfully classy, Marky Blassie, Kyle Riley, Mike Childry, Joe Ice. Thank you for your patronage each and every month. And then I have uh, one new Patreon shout-out this week. Coming from one of the females of the BTT Army, Shawnee Potts, new BTT Hall of Fame member. If I get this story wrong, Shawnee, let me know. But I believe you found the show through your husband and mm. y'all both still listen to the show, not just one of you. And you are in the Facebook group. And man, let me tell you something. Her posts are phenomenal and filthy. She's just as bad as the dudes. So, Shawnee, thank you to you and your hubby for becoming BTT Hall of Fame Patreon members. It is greatly appreciated. And um, hey, man. We got females out there listening to this. And remember Amy back in the day, Doc? The one that was hitting on Harper oh, and she disappeared? Yeah. She's the one that used to drink gravy. Just grab the gravy boat and just drink the gravy straight out of it. <laughs> Harper is green. Let me call him. Uh, oh, no. I bet he remembers Amy. He was going to teach her how to play Con He was going to teach her how to play Contra, right? That's right. He said he was going <laughs> to she can come play. That's what it was. She I, said she wanted to come play with his stick. <laughs> I can't remember my kids' English teachers' names, but I remember that Harper was going to teach her how to play Contra. <laughs> Harper, 
What's up, buddy? Hi. Hey, Harper. Hey. We were just talking. Do you remember the early days of BTT when that chick Amy used to email the show and I would tell you what she would say? The big yeah. girl. She, she said she was a big girl. Do you remember that? Yeah, where's she at? I don't I don't know. We were just talking about she's women drink, listening to the show. She's and... drinking gravy and playing Contra. Mm. What's the code for Contra? Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA, start. Select, start. You missed the select. Yeah, if you play a two-player. Oh, that's only if it's two players. Yeah. You know why they put that code in there? Please tell us. Because when they would, when they would test the games... They would put codes in them, so when you died, you could just start over again. And they quote unquote forgot to take that code out when they made the game. Hey, Harper, did you ever do? Did you ever do the thing in Super Mario Brothers where you could hit the the turtle shell and get like the yeah? Yeah, I remember that. Like on the first and, stage, and you got past a hundred dudes and then it was just like symbols and letters and shit that was awesome. yeah i love that game isn't that crazy how that, that game's like 35 years old yeah. and you can that's, play it right now didn't that didn't that that's sad think about no <laughs> it, it just shows you how how good it was and the good no, thing I'm... about that was if you got a nintendo for christmas or whatever and you didn't get that's... a game you at least had Super Mario Brothers, which is a good fucking game to keep you occupied forever. And then you get Legend of Zelda and your life is over. Yeah. Get the flute and all that bullshit. God, I'm staying up till 3 o'clock. I don't want to play that shit when I was a little kid. Yeah. Dude, I, when I say it's, it's a little ridiculous and sad, it, I mean because it means we're old. Yeah, I mean, whatever, bro. I know. <laughs> I'm old. Fuck it. Um, but, uh, Harper, we're already rolling. Uh, Doc, what, what do you have? You got some spotlights or shout outs or what you got over there? Well, I've got a five-star review I need to read. Uh, we got a, it says VA Bulls fan. I'm, I'm assuming that's from a Bulls fan in Virginia. And, uh, we got this on this past Sunday. It's a five-star review. The best classic wrestling podcast. The book in the Terry, blah. The Book in the Territory podcast is a weekly review of the NWA Saturday night show that was a staple of TBS programming for decades. Starting from about 1985-ish, actually it was late 95, son, they they review week by week each episode and critique the promos and action inside the ring. With sophomoric, politically incorrect and downright disgusting, hilarious antics. The BTT crew will have you laughing hysterically for an hour each week. It's usually closer to two. Don't cheat us. (laughs) The BTT crew is headed up by Mike Mills, who is a huge Tommy Rich fan. Along with Doc Turner, who is a big fan of pretty much himself. That's nice. <laughs> and then there's the star of the show, Hard Body Harper. That's right. I should put my I, I should have my fucking own locker room. 
who is the number one fan of the number two hole. <laughs> That's nice. That See what y'all started? That ought to be a t-shirt right there. Fan of the number two hole. <laughs> you, you sitting there with your thumbs and your lapels <laughs> and that suit jacket. And it's like, Harvey Buddy Harper, I'm a number one fan of the number two. <laughs> circle, circle, dot, dot, pal. Yo. That's on the that's on the back. <laughs> um, so give the BTD crew a listen as they bring us back to a time long forgotten. Good job, man. That's a good review. We appreciate it. Appreciate all those five star reviews. That helps us with the algorithms. That helps us show up on other cross loading uh, searches. So that we can uh, get the word out there and uh, grow the army. Mike, um, here's another one. I got a shout out. Darkaholic Spotlight of the Week. This was not something we discussed. This is not something that was pre-planned. Uh, I'm going to do something a little bit different this week on the on the spotlight. Mike, are you excited? Let's see what it is first. <laughs> Listen to that. Um, I'm going to give something out here because we've been doing this for about five years. To this week's Spotlight of the Week goes to The Menace. Because I don't think the people out there know how much work goes into this show. How much it's, it's a, it is a non-money-making labor of love for us to keep this thing going. And, and yeah, I show up on time and Harper wanders in whenever. But, you know, Mike does the editing. He does a lot. Of, well, that's about all he does. But still, that's a lot more than, than Harper does. And Whoa. so this week, we're going to give uh, Mike the spotlight of the week for making sure that all you people get to hear me and Harper do our thing. Now, tell if you if you want to be on the show as a special guest, <laughs> I need you to email Mike504Saints. <laughs> it's a rib. It's a rib because of something I sent him. <laughs> Oh, I should send Hopper that, that screenshot I sent you, Doc. I I'll, I got it. I'll send it over to him in just a second. <laughs> Hold on. You, you handle your shout-outs, and I'll send it over to him. Yeah. I'm going to get Hopper to read that shit. <laughs> just don't say who it is, Hopper. That's that nice. Would be, that would be dirty. <laughs> Maybe we won't read it, but that's the type of debauchery I deal with on email and Twitter. And holy crap! All right, well, Doc, I appreciate that. Uh, but it's a yeah. rib. It's, so there's that. Okay, let me. I mean, yes, yes, Harper and I could go find any spot monkey to go do this for us. But you're our spot monkey, so we appreciate it. That's nice. Okay, here we go. So I got two um, reviews that are on. <laughs> the text just came through. I got yeah. two. I got two podcast addict reviews. Remember, if you don't have iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and you listen via Podcast Addict, which is an Android app, you can leave us a five star review there. So we had two that came in this week. One of them uh, from my buddy Craig Walston. Uh, he says, "Great to listen to anywhere, even in a Toyota." I, I see what you did there, Craig. That's the JYD promo. Uh, Craig is also a, the unofficial BTT IT department at times. Uh, where I've come to him uh, when Toyota. I've got IT issues. Yeah, no, we don't want no Toyota. So thank you, Craig. I appreciate the five star <laughs> review. You've been here for a long time. And then one other five star review, Drew 
Vault Dwell. I think that's what that says. The BTT Boys are some of my favorite podcasters, whether it's hilarious NWA pods or Smoky Mountain Wrestling. They always deliver. If you like old school wrestling, it doesn't get any better than this. And I've heard them all. So there you go. Become a member of the Five Star Review Club, and it doesn't cost you a dime, just costs you a minute or two to write a review on Podcast Attic or on Apple Podcasts if you listen there. So please do so. Harper, did you get a chance to read that? Uh, yeah. Just Someone sent that to you? I get stuff like that every day via email, Twitter, and Facebook. What should I talk about? Hopper's making fun of someone that reached That's out to nice. me that um Come says on, he's got a podcast and he doesn't know what to talk about and he needs some guidance. And sometimes he talks to his mom about such things. Come on. Um, Here's but... the thing. Here's the thing. This is no time to be starting a podcast. It's a perfect time to start one. <laughs> no, it isn't. We've been Because everyone's just shit. sitting around doing nothing. Go jerk um, off or something. There's other things you can do to entertain yourself. Here's, but here's the thing. I don't listen to as many podcasts as I used to. You know why? Because I'm fucking... I have a full-time job, and we're still doing online school. I try to tell you, this is some shit, dude. I don't listen to podcasts anymore. This is no time to be starting a podcast. We should yeah, shut this shit like down. One. Hit the tagline. We should just get the fuck... We should just quit this. Yeah. <laughs> Terry Funk gets the fucking Rolex. Book it, bitch. Let's just go. <laughs> it's over. It's over. I mean, it's taken us five years to build up this sorry shit following. <laughs> um, I, look, I'm not trying to make... I'm th- th- that. My goal wasn't to do what Doc just did. I'm just... I get... Y'all can't... It's hard out here for a pimp, man. Some of the things I get in Twitter and Facebook and email i had one guy i put this on the facebook group the other day like if you just go read the comments sometimes on some of the facebook posts one guy is trying to educate everybody there on how andre the giant was slammed by kamala if you notice andre helped kamala well well thank you mr genius we appreciate your contributions to teaching us all how andre was slammed by kamala i I mean it's like dude another that's how Everyone is slammed. Dude, <laughs> exactly. Another one. There was another one. Another one. Uh, I, I posted the clip, Doc Harper, y'all remember this, when Arn Anderson made his Smoky Mountain Wrestling debut in 1993, right? Oh, that was the I, greatest. I posted that clip on the Facebook page a long time ago. There's people commenting on there going, that couldn't have been in 93. It'd be in 85. What the hell? What? Oh, no, that was what? Was that another guy? That was before the horsemen or after? Dude, I, this is the here's type the of stupids that are out there. Well, here's the thing. There's three ways to consume this show. <laughs> so we've sh- we've tried very, di- very diligently to connect with our audience because we're not in this to get rich. And so, you know, build a community. And, and there's people that have listened to this show that have come on, been on the air with us. So, I mean, we're not complete dicks. Silva just did a damn patron episode with it. Jesus Christ! Well, where were right. you, pal? What the fuck, Mike? You just let <laughs> you, you just let any asshole that's got a pair of wrestling boots in the fucking ring? Uh, <laughs> I was waiting for him to do the Polly Walnuts. Son of a bitch! <laughs> yeah. I feel like I've been stabbed in the hot. I just watched the last one last night. 
<laughs> what did your girl think? She's well, she's like, so he's dead? Like, yeah, uh-huh. he's dead. No, I, I think they killed the whole family. I think they killed they they didn't, they just killed him. Well, how do you know? Because the fucking director said so. <laughs> she's like, really? I said, Yeah, it, it's over. He's dead. They shot him. It's it's the end. That's it. So so here's the thing. We we've been out here hanging and banging and we connect, try to connect with y'all. We shout y'all out. Y'all have become the the army, the dog the dogaholics, the patrons, y'all have become a fabric of the show, part of the story. Some have even got worked their way onto the air by I guess Grease and Mike's poll. I don't know how that works. What the fuck? Fake it till you make it, right? Yeah, I would have never allowed that. But we'll we'll hey. There's no other show that, that reaches out like that. Then there's a second way you can listen where you just shut the fuck up and do nothing. And we don't know who you are. And you don't know who we are. And that's okay, too. I mean, that's fine. I, I listen to lots of podcasts, and I'm not like out there like tugging on their pant legs. That's cool. You guys can listen to the show. Hey, shit. They make me laugh every once in a while. They're dumbasses, whatever. Yeah, good and at beam or whatever it is. Yeah. How's it, Mike? And then there's this other group, apparently, I don't know, that's just like, let me tell you why I would be better on the show than you. Oh, God. Well, that's like, I would... Uh, just let Hopper go. Go ahead, Hopper. Yeah. I remember when uh, uh, Christopher from The Sopranos, they were on uh, Joe Rogan, and they said that when they were filming it in Jersey, nonstop, they had like the local assholes... That would show up. Oh, bro, I could do this better. You, know, I, I'm the real thing, bro. You know, I'm, I'm born and raised here, and, and, and they would just ignore it. And Christopher said he finally got to the point. It's like, bro, I've been fucking acting for twenty fucking years, busting my ass. I finally got a good fucking spot. Fuck you, get the fuck out of here. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> oh, getting hot over there. <laughs> well, it, it, you know, if you think you could do it better, just do. Do your own podcast. But this is no time to do that. Just don't do anything about sports, because you're not a fucking sports expert. Don't do the sports shit. God. Just because you play high school football and fucking play fucking Madden, it doesn't make you a goddamn expert on fucking sports. I hate those assholes. <laughs> get that match in the ring. Jesus Christ, when those assholes call up and get in fights with Bobby Bear on, on the sports radio, it's like, well, s- sit down. <laughs> what we ought to do, yeah. what we, ought to do, we ought to trade Drew Brees, hear me, now, hear me out now, hear me out, we ought to trade Drew Brees, uh, for, who's a, who's a, who should be a good quarterback, for Pat Mahomes. Yeah. Yeah. We ought to. We ought to trade him and also get three first-round picks. Uh, hey, asshole, he's about to retire. Nobody in their right mind is going to give you three first-rounders for a 42-year-old freaking quarterback, all right? Yeah. Sit down, I mean, shut up. what happened to Tom Brady. <laughs> I mean, oh, we, right. we already talked about that. So that motherfucker looked very human Sunday. So here's the thing, guys. 98% of the army, 99% of the army. We love you guys. You consume the show. You're, and then there's a small percentage even of you, 99% are out there repping the show, doing stuff. We try to we try to pull you guys out there. We're not we're not down on the whole army. It's a very, very small percentage. But everybody just needs to chill out. How about that? Yeah. Everybody just needs to relax. 
man. Just Steven Jaworski. Yeah, well, he's got his own problems. Doc, yeah. you didn't even talk about the people that email me all the time and call me an N. I mean, God, those those fools. Wait, really? Oh, Dude, yeah. I get. Who the fuck does that? You've Who's been called boy? one, and you're a metal white boy. That just sounds like a brother. Well, they must have did a fucking credit score uh, <laughs> thing on me. <laughs> Jesus, that's fucked up. That's oh, come on, Mike. It's like when he told. <laughs> It's like when Sheba Turk, Sheba Turk asked Jay Spade, who his toughest opponent has ever been, and Hopper looks over and goes, life. (laughs) (laughs) All right. These are are tough times. Just relax, everybody. Yeah, we love y'all. We got football back. We're still talking about wrestling. We got a we got a few more months till we can all get that poke in the arm and get back to hanging and banging. You know what I'm saying? How about we talk some Saturday night on TBS? That's all why right. we're here. That's Best what the name on the marquee minutes says. ever. Best 44 minutes ever. That's right. The the mar- the name on the marquee is wrestling. So okay, uh, here we go. Got the video version going. We are talking May 13th, 1989, NWA Saturday night on TBS. The show opens up with the conflict between Ric Flair and Terry Funk that happened right after Flair won back the NWA World Heavyweight title at Russell War 1989. You can hear us talk all about the aftermath of that show on our Patreon feed at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Doc and Silva and I had a wonderful time discussing that pay-per-view, which was really good. JR also mentions that the NWA World Tag Team titles are held up. We actually learned about that during the uh, pay-per-view, from what I remember. And then Paul Lee comes in and then challenges the Row Warriors. Doc, I know you don't like talking about recaps and reviews, so we're going to skip some stuff here this week. Uh, well, no, my, my thing was it's just they just gave away the whole pay-per-view in the intro. And then later are going to try to sell you some videotapes of the pay-per-view that they just gave me all the intel on. I got some thoughts on what they sh- what I thought they should have done in hindsight all these years later. But, hey, remember, at this point in time, we were just happy to see the shit. Uh, Harper, are we going thought- to listen to Polly? Do you have something from it? I didn't really have anything from it. He just said some hurtful things. That was my only note. But yeah, I was okay, hold on. really wasted when I watched this. So who knows? But the Road Warriors' mother. Okay. Yeah, well, I think it was. I think she's it was a streetwalker. Yeah, that was it. She's a whore. Let's go to she's Paul. A now. Let's go to. First of all, she's a whore, and second of all, she hit me. <laughs> okay. Okay, Christopher. <laughs> <laughs> let's go to Let's go to Paulie now as he runs in as uh and uh, commandeers the mic from Jr. Of the Varsity Club. And you're here to congratulate me, aren't you? You're here to congratulate me on national TV because I, Paulie Dangerously, am the manager of the next World Tag Team Champions, the Samoan SWAT team. You can congratulate me right now because there's only one team that's left to beat for the Samoan SWAT team. Oh, you said the Fantastics would give us trouble, and we ran them out. You said the Midnight could give us trouble, and we ran them out. So right here on national TV, I'm issuing the challenge. Let's not go through it all. Let's not go through a war. 
right here on national TV next week. I challenge the Legion of Doom, the Road Warriors, to put it all up in the first round against my Samoan SWAT team, Samoan Fatu. But by the time we're done with you, there's no one left to face. We'll be the champions, and we'll wipe off that makeup that your street-walking mama applied. All right, well, those comments are Paulie Dangerously. We'll see that bracket uh, a little bit later in the hour, and I'll be talking to Terry Funk. But right now, let's go up to the ring. That's messed up. Harper, what do you think about that? That's fucked up. Yeah. I wouldn't want to talk about Hawk's mama like that. Could you imagine, like, Hawk's mama with the fucking Maybelline makeup? Now, just sit still. I got to get this fucking spike thing on your forehead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anything else? No. All right. What a rush. Uh, what do you got from it, Doc? Look at that. Look at that. Look at that redneck. That oh, was... yeah. That guy was ready to fuck. Look at... I, I'm was sitting like, here Muda watching this. Muda should have wheeled around and <laughs> missed it, that motherfucker. That would have been fucking great. <laughs> what if he missed it, a fan, and that shit really hurt? Yeah, this look guy at... coming up. Yeah. Here it comes. Oh, look at him doing the karate kid thing. No, I'm talking about the one with the blue hat. Yeah, the that blue. One. Then the guy told me to sit down. Okay, so there's two things. I'm going to play it in a second. There's one guy doing the Ralph whatever Machio karate kid thing to Muda. So he's being disrespectful like that. And then this other fucking redneck with a, with a blue trucker hat runs up as Muda's working his way to the ring. And he starts yelling at Muda. And you can imagine what's going through that redneck's mind. Let me tell you something, you Japanese piece of shit. You take your stuff and you take it back to Japan. We don't do that stuff around here. Around here, we only deal with people with full eyes, not the little skinny eyes like you. But he didn't say skinny eyes. He said something much worse. Look at this. Look at look at the Karate Kid guy. <laughs> and look at the redneck. <sighs> Muda should have missed him. Muda hmm. no sold both of them. <laughs> well, these are uh, free tickets, right? I, I believe uh, Center Stage was free. Yeah. Someone someone correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought so. I'm sure I love Gary Hart pulling off that mask as he's walking away like whatever. Yeah. Um all right, we got Muda in here versus Dear God Ranger Ross. America. Uh, um Yeah, I don't have much from this to be honest. Muda took a bump before Ross hit him with a crossbody, and I thought Muda covered good because Muda kicked out before even the one count. Muda hits him with the moonsault wins very quickly. Doc thoughts? I thought it was a really disjointed match, which if you know, if you believe 89 Muda being awesome, then it, I'm going to put that on Ross. And then Muda hit that red mist again after blowing green mist earlier. That's such an awesome thing to do And back in the day that would have been like, how? Even Ross is like, uh, JR is like, how does he do that? It's good stuff. Hopper, any thoughts on the match? What the fuck? That was the spot I was talking about. All right, fuck. I didn't. Watch, uh, all right. Watch, watch it. Watch it again. I missed that. Muda, Ranger Ross comes off, and Muda, <laughs> Muda bumps before he even hits him, and then Muda kicked out even before the ref hit one. Yeah, it was really disjointed, and didn't. I mean, ugh. yeah. I'm not putting it on Muda. I'm gonna leave it at that. All right. Well, well, well they probably got a. 
a language barrier. I thought that too, maybe. And I don't know. Ranger Ross isn't the best worker either. So that's why I say I'm going to put it on Ross. Yeah. Ranger he Ross. went around to Gary Hart and was like, Gary's like, brother, you want to borrow my blade and just cut his throat? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Come on. <laughs> All right. Uh, Doc, any other thoughts before we keep going? I'm ready for Muda to get it fired up. Uh, we ain't far from it. I know. Wouldn't it's... a banner in the back say NWA on TBS instead of just TBS NWA? You're, Here's the you're problem. Asking... They... <laughs> Go ahead, Doc. Themselves. For about three or four full years. Are we TBS? Are we NWA? Are we WCW? What, what's that other shit that Crockett had? The Wrestling Channel? It's just yeah, the Wrestling Network. The Wrestling Crockett Network. Promotion. Going back across the sale, it's like, you call, we, there's going to be people coming out tonight that call it different things. It's like, you've you got to, look, I'm not going to be the slimy brand, you know, officer kind of dude, but you got to call the company one thing. Yeah, they had branding issues, in my opinion. It, they should just call it the fucking NWA. And I, I hate well, the fact they, that I, I, should, I hate yeah. saying that. I hate saying they had branding issues, but I'm actually fine with WCW, World Championship Wrestling. I'm, I'm fine with that. It's just that, to Doc's point, your point, you got TBS, NWA, and the banners on the, you know, draped from the ring. You got World Championship Wrestling behind Jim Ross. Um you got WCW as a graphic here, so I'm like, yeah, right. So what the fuck? That's what I'm saying. What, what I mean, are we doing? I'm not. Look, I love this shit, so don't take it the wrong way, people. It's just, but from a, for, we weren't thinking about branding back then, but now that you, when you get older, you start thinking about that stuff. So there's that. All right, we go from Muda defeating Ranger Ross quickly to the conflict with Terry Funk and Ric Flair. If you want to hear the audio where we covered that. Join up on Patreon, tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. We had a very long discussion about how great this was, uh, the pile driver and whatnot, so we're not going to rehash it here. Doc, we already talked about it, so I'm just going to throw it to Harper. Harper, you weren't on the pay-per-view review. Any thoughts? This is great. Hey, you notice when fucking Terry uh, climbs over the railing, no one's trying to get close to him? We talked about that. Like, it, if it, those fans were stunned. Yeah. Yeah. Because in the old days, with the hillbilly, real hillbillies, that shit would have been a riot. Mm-hmm. They, they, they and, he wanna, try, I, and he was trying. <laughs> they didn't want to get near that wild motherfucker. <laughs> he was legit. Try, he was legit trying to get something started. So, uh, any other thoughts, Hopper? It was damn good. I agree with you. Well, this was before he did Roadhouse, huh? What's it? What, what year was Terry, Roadhouse? Terry Funk. What it year was, was Roadhouse? Yeah, and what about Over the Top? Because he was in Over the Top, too. Oh, yeah, that was like 85 or something, though. And that, that was a great movie. If that movie's the worst with... fucking movie ever. That's awesome. No. Dude, arm wrestling. Yeah. It's like, hey, Stallone, we, we, we got a big movie. You're going to be a fucking arm wrestler truck driver. That's like, yeah. was in 85. That shit wasn't 85. Rocky IV was 85, wasn't it? It was 6 or something like that. 85, 86. Rocky IV came out in thinking 84. I thought Rocky IV was 85. Because I know the, uh, the, the Sergeant Slaughter G.I. Joe figure 
it was supposed to be Rocky because because you know the because a Rocky Four was so big with him being the American hero beating a Russian, and then Hasbro wanted to use Rocky Balboa as a GI Joe figure, but they couldn't do it because Stallone already sold his likenesses to Coleco for the Rambo figures. So they yes. so then Hasbro scrambled. Who in the fuck are we going to get to replace this? And that's when someone's like, oh, well, they got this uh, wrestler called Sergeant Slaughter. He's the, you know, Marine American hero. Let's fucking hit, you know, let's see if fucking he would do it. So. All right. So Rocky and that's 5. How get, and that's how you get Smurfberry Crunch. Yeah. Rocky, Rocky 4 was 1985. Roadhouse was released May 19th of 1989. So literally uh, almost a week after this aired, Roadhouse. So he uh, had wrapped shooting. Out. Along probably back in eighty three. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he had wrapped up shooting well before that. Got it. So got it because he was the smartest. Him and Roddy were smart, man. Those are the true carny workers. And, and Hogan, let me go get a SAG card out of this and get some insurance. Yeah. Mm. All right. So after the replay, we then go back to I was going to say the studio, but center stage for Terry Funk to cut a promo with Jim Ross talking about what went down. Here it is. Fans, of course, we'll keep you updated right here on the Superstation as the progress of Nature Boy Ric Flair and his convalescence. I want to know what, what, what provocation, what reason did you have to do what you did in Nashville? I would like to explain to you and you simple-minded people out there why I did this to Ric Flair. You see, we were having a verbal confrontation, Flair and I, and I made my points and he made his and he made the insinuation that I should not be a contender in the NWA. I felt otherwise. So, being the gentleman I was, though, I shook his hand because it was his moment. But I... No, Ric Flair, just like you simple-minded people know Ric Flair. I shook his hands and I saw that hate gleam in his eyes. I felt that hand tighten up and I knew there was a Sunday coming. So I beat him to the punch. And when I beat Ric Flair to the punch, what did the man do? He laid down on the mat and he groveled. He quit. He turned yellow like his hair. Then I pile drove him, and now he is trying to claim that he has some doctor, such as Dr. Knows It All, some quack who is saying that Ric Flair is injured. He is no more injured than anyone else. He has lost his guts, and he has none at this time. And I am the better man, and I should be rated in the NWA right now. Do you understand that, Mr. Ross? I understand quite well, and fans, We'll be seeing Terry Funk in action a little bit later in the hour. And right now, let's go to this break, and we'll be back with the Freebird. All right, Doc. Uh, I love that. What did you think? 
Yeah, I thought that was good. The one thing I really liked about it was when he says, I shook his hand and I felt it tighten. You can't argue with that. You can watch it and go, well, you know, he went in the ring and blah, blah, blah. But you can't argue with the fact that he's like, well, I felt his hand tighten. So I beat him to the punch. That, that's good, slight psychology. The only thing I don't like about it is him saying, well, I pulled, Paul drove him on a table and he ain't hurt. I mean, in '89, if you power drive him on a table, he's dead. I thought I think he was but, just. I think he was just being like sarcastic. I didn't. Yeah, he's just playing heel. Yeah, but but I thought that was really really good. What'd you think, Hopper? I think it's fucking great. It's fucking awesome. He comes across as a real piece of crap. Yeah, like someone that like that's like really crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when he had the shotgun on the Smoky Mountain promo? <laughs> there, there's an ECW promo that he cuts. I'm going to have to just play it for us one day for us to, to review. Where he's talking about Eddie Gilbert uh, being, oh, a horse's, horse? uh, being a horse's ass. Horse? No. The one where well, he's, sitting he's not sitting on a horse. He's standing next to a horse. Yeah. And he says, Eddie Gilbert's a horse's ass. And then he looks at the uh, the horse's ass and like they dub over like this horse farting. And he makes his face. It's 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 so ludicrous. It's absurd. It's but it's hilarious anyway. So we're, we're gonna have to look at that one one day as a group just to laugh. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, good stuff right there from um from 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 the Funkster. All right. So they then go to another promo. It's and, well, Luger. and here's the other thing I'm thinking. I'm excited because when Rick puts his stack of dimes that he calls a neck back together. He's now got somebody that he can have a verbal sparring partner because, you know, we talked about Steamboat. We didn't care because the matches were there. But the next guy that's moved on, the matches won't be as good, but the guy on the other side of the ring can talk. Oh, most definitely. Funk is a talker. That's for sure. He can hang with Rick. All right, so they go to the next match. Before they do, they go to a Lex Luger promo. And the reason I didn't play it is because you can barely hear what Luger's saying because the Freebird music hits. And it was a quick promo anyway. But once again, you're a TV company, and this guy's cutting a promo, and all we hear is Freebird playing, which I like the song Freebird, but damn, your talent's trying to cut a promo, and you can't even hear him because Freebird's playing. Doc, here's 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 the thing, I... I thought it was a decent enough promo, and then he got cut off. It got cut off. You couldn't even hear it. I mean, it was just... I, I, there's no point to it, in my opinion. I just, it was dumb. TV company, though. Harper, did you catch that? Yeah. How, how fucking expensive do you think that watch was Luger was wearing? Doc? I I don't wear I I wear a Fitbit and it's the first watch I've worn in twenty years. I don't know. As a yeah. shoot, Doc hates watches. Yeah, well, why? Doc, um, <laughs> I don't I don't like jewelry at all. I it's, don't like wearing. It's a watch. Yeah, it's it's just something I got to wear and keep up with. Um, like during the pandemic here. I'm just saying that. So, Mike, I don't want you to have to think I'm getting weird here. Um, I, since I don't leave the house as much, I quit wearing my wedding ring. Oh, I fuck. 
I don't think I'm going back to that either. Um, <laughs> really? Yeah, the, the the Mrs. Mrs. Doc has been like, yeah, I I don't really care anymore. I used to, you know, get fired up about that, but I don't really care. I don't like rings. I don't like watches. I don't like, I don't wear necklaces. Never got my ears pierced. None of that. I don't. I don't. I don't. I'm I'm all natural, pal. Doc used to cut promos. There was a certain podcaster out there who used to used to have a, a, a ad for timepieces and <laughs> Doc would Doc would legit get shoot hot. <laughs> no. Who the what the hell kind of mark you gotta be to spend a thousand, two thousand dollars on a damn timepiece? <laughs> if I wanna know what time it is, I can grab my phone and just look at it. Yeah. Doc doesn't like watches. We'll leave it at that. All right, in the match that we uh, went, just watched, we had Lee Scott and Cougar J. They lost to the fabulous Freebirds. Hayes and Gordy. Gordy is back, remember? Uh, well, you wouldn't know unless you listen to the Patreon show uh, that we did on WrestleWar89 where Gordy showed up and helped his buddy Michael Hayes defeat Lex Luger for the United States heavyweight title. So Hayes is the new U.S. champion thanks to Gordy's help. And guess what? We got Gordy here now in the promotion so it was all a smokescreen when Hayes kept saying, I have always been my own man. I don't need Gordy. I don't need anybody. Well, here's Gordy. There's, so. a, there's, a, true, there's a true indication that that whole bootstraps theory ain't don't really work. <laughs> okay. Let's go to the promo that uh, Hayes and Gordy called. Hold on. Here. Hold on. Did you see Gordy helping with Hayes throw a super kick? Yeah, yes. Gordy looked fucking great here. No and it, shit. And it sucks that when we see him on Smoky Mountain, he can barely fucking move. Right. Barely move, barely talk. Yeah. I mean, he threw, within a couple of minutes, he threw a super kick and then threw a power bomb in 1989 to Terry Gordy, height of his powers, looking great. And here's what I thought you know, that guy at his size. Able to move, just one of the best, if not the best, big man ever. And if he showed up on the scene today, they would make him Otis. They would, oh, and ch- I wanted to, I wanted to say and, something. And your chubby will put you in heavy machinery. When Terry Gordy was a legit badass. Hubbard, you weren't on the shows, obviously, that we did with Bobby for Smoky Mountain when Bobby uh, Blaze did a couple with us. There was a match, it was a tag match, right, Doc, where Bobby worked with Gordy? Yeah, and he, he didn't want to take Terry off his feet, and Terry would do it. Yeah. So, like, Bobby uh, walked us through the match, and, like, he was like, I think he was saying something how light Gordy was and how, you know, Terry was real given and... Bobby was like, I didn't want to take him off his feet. I mean, he's Terry fucking Gordy, you know, because, <laughs> you know, he respected him. And he's like, no, no, Bobby, go ahead and do it. It was cool. He's like, Gordy was, I guess, Gordy, he, he kind of basically said Gordy was basically like a teddy bear for the most part when he was in there with him and they worked in Smokey. So anyway, um, but you're right. Terry Gordy looked powerful in this match. I got to be honest, Gordy and Hayes, they let Lee Scott and Cougar J have it. I'm not, I don't mean in a disrespectful way. But they just dropping bombs. The bombs were falling. Yeah, Freebird Mountain, pal. You remember that video in World Class where they pull up in the parking lot in the van and Gordy gets out of the van and just starts screaming and yelling and beer-soaked. Dude. And he took a bump on the concrete. Yes. 
Yes, 100 degrees. It was like it was in like June or July in Dallas. I remember that. Yes. We need more of that in wrestling, pal. Let me go I now. Need, I don't I don't need you to flip off of nothing. I need you to take a bump <laughs> off concrete and pop out of a van that looks like some bad <laughs> shit's been happening in it. And you're ready to hurt somebody. Hopper, what you think yeah. about that? You don't need him to flip off of nothing? Oh, he went to go take a dip, a dump. Okay. I agree, Doc. I'm with, I'm with you. All right, let's go to Hayes and Gordy now on this promo. Gordy, remember the big tournament starts here next week on the Superstation. Luger says he wants you in a bad street match. Let me tell you something, Lex Loser. You understand this? When Michael P.S. Hayes says it's going to get done, it's going to get done, Jack. I am the United States. Shut up. promoter has the guts to sign the Bad Street match. I don't care where, but you understand this. I done took my title in a Bad Street match where anything goes, which you ain't used to, and I've never lost one in my life. I will take your career. I will take your health and your life insurance. Better be paid up, Jack, because I will beat you to one end of that ring to the other, and when the blood comes out, I'm gonna bite into it. All right, next week, we don't know, we don't know now, listen to this, we don't know if it's gonna be the Samoans, we don't know if it's gonna be the free the Road Warriors, we don't know who it's gonna be, but you're gonna be in the tournament right here next week. Whoa! Whoa! That's all I can say, you know, Jim Ross, you are looking at the greatest tag team ever right here. We are the greatest! And there's no doubt, and I've seen all the tag teams here. I've seen the Samoans. I've seen the Road Warriors. And you know something else? I've went against them all. There's nobody out there who can beat the Freebirds. <laughs> nobody. And I'm talking Road Warriors, Samoans, anybody else you want to put in there. We are the greatest. We are the greatest. Understand this. Ted Turner finally has and owns a winning sports franchise. This is the greatest day in the history of wrestling. And the next time, Jack, we're taking the world tag team titles too. Well, you know, the, the Braves win a game every now and then. Fans, we'll be back right here in the Superstation. Don't go away. All right, so real quick on that Braves note, and then I'll throw it to you, Hopper, to see what you got on this promo. We had talked about the Braves' record, I believe it was last week. The Braves were, they ended up finishing this season, I think, 63-97, and 97, according to my records. But in 88, the year before, they were 54-106. and 106. Jesus. So I ain't a baseball guy, but that's pretty damn pathetic. You know? <laughs> anyway. Um, but I like JR. I like JR out there kicking his boss in the shin. Yeah, he really did. Uh, Hopper, How what great, were your thoughts? Oh, go ahead. You you go. You go ahead, Doc. How great! I think Michael feels invigorated having Gordy standing next to him when he said, "I'll take your health." That's a statement. He's feeling invigorated, and he's got the strap. So there's that, right? He's got the strap, and he's willing to go in a bad street match. He's on top of the world. And let me tell you something. 
on the pay-per-view we did. The finish was kind of trash with Hayes and Luger, but the match in general as a whole was really damn good, to be honest mm-hmm. with you, so I just want to point that out. Mm-hmm. The finish kind of sucked. You just saw it there if you're watching on Patreon, but uh, the, the actual... Hayes and, hey, we talked about it. Hayes and Luger put on their working boots, man. They went at it. Yeah, they worked their asses off. Doc, what other thoughts you got on that promo right there from Hayes and Gordy? I love... I love the Freebirds. I love Terry Gordy and Michael Hayes together, and it's hard for me to find something that they don't do. Don't do that. Doc, you mute yourself. No. It's, you, you, well, you yeah. got a Harper connection tonight, then, because uh, repeat what you just said. I love Michael Hayes and Terry Gordy together. I love the Freebirds, and there's very little that they could do when they're together that doesn't entertain me. I love it. I'm with you, Harper. What did you have? They're from, peanut uh, but they're peanut but they are peanut butter and jelly. That's nice, Harper. Your thoughts on Hayes and Gordy? Thought that was good. Yeah, they're fucking great, huh? They're gonna bad mouth the fucking Braves. <laughs> Their boss. They're talking about their boss. Yeah. <laughs> Hayes, Hayes was throwing that shade, man. He said, Turner's finally got a winning franchise. <laughs> That's messed up. That's foul. I like the fact. Yeah. But the thing I like about, the thing I like about it is Gordy's a beast, but Hayes isn't, isn't small. So right, they, they got they got legitimate claims on being badasses. It ain't like Enzo and Cass out there, where one of them's five foot eight and the other one's six ten. They're both big boys. I mean, Gordy's huge, but Hayes is is for real too. And if you go back to world class, Buddy wasn't a small guy. He was smaller than them, but he wasn't like a you know he wasn't five foot two. Right. Uh, you know, he had a little size. I mean, he didn't wasn't built, but he had a little size. I mean, Buddy wasn't a wasn't a small dude. So we um, we go from Hayes and Gordy cutting that promo, and again, Hayes is your U.S. champion now. To uh, Jim Ross throws us to a review of all of the title matches from Wrestle War '89. They show the finishes of every match. I'm not sure how I feel about that, so I'm just gonna shut up. Uh, it is a different time, and I'll just say that. Uh, Doc, uh, I guess I'll throw it to you. What did you think about them showing these finishes? I don't know why you're you're pimping me a videotape that you're showing me. Yeah. The, the Isn't that magic fucking of, dumb? The, the magic of wrestling was, as a kid, was always, I got to buy this shit because nobody will show it to me. You know, you know what else I thought, Hopper, and, uh, when I was watching not just the finishes, but earlier when we were watching the replay of Funk and, you know, Pile Drive and Flair, I thought to myself, man, if they showed still shots of that, that would even lead more to your imagination and give you even more of a reason to want to buy the VHS. Yeah, it would. Like, don't, like, JR could tell you what happened, but don't show it. Just show the still shots. Well, you know when Flair, when Funk had Flair up, or you know, I don't know. I just that's what I. That's just what I was. a still, a still shot of them on that table before the pile driver, and then my imagination goes wild. That's it. That's exactly mm-hmm. what I mean. So, because here's the thing: when he pile drives him, what happens to them? What happens to that table? Oh, I don't get to see it. Okay. Well, and here's the other part too. You say like Jr. goes, and you know. Ric Flair, he won back the NWA World Heavyweight title, but 
due to a heinous act by Terry Funk. And then they showed a still shot, and you're like, oh, God, he paw drove him on the table? Because, you know, we hadn't seen that at that point in time. All of a sudden, so I'm gonna like... See a t- I'm going to see a title switch and that. I bet mama... Yeah, mama. break out the credit card and go spend the forty nine ninety five for the freaking VHS, mama. God we, damn. That's how much, 39 49 You know, you know those lo- things were cheap? I love that logic. I couldn't I couldn't convince him to spend thirty nine ninety five on the pay-per-view, but I thought I could get him to spend fifty nine ninety nine on the tape. <laughs> yeah, but the tape is yours forever though. You can watch it over and over again. It doesn't That's matter. why we both went to Blockbuster. <laughs> right. Both of those sums of money were out of my reach, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. All right. Well, Harper, did you have any thoughts on what they replayed there? And to be, and to be real honest, I didn't have cable in 1989. It wasn't until 1990 or 91 that we had cable, so. Yeah. Harper, any thoughts on the replays? I mean, they if you didn't see it, you just saw it. Pretty much. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So let's go now. I got to play this. I got to play this because he is such a schmuck. Go to Harper first. Harper ripped this guy a new asshole when he's done. So we're going to go right now to Jim Hurd, the EVP of WCW, and then it's followed by Kevin Sullivan. But uh, let's go to Jim Jim Hurd here with uh, Jim Ross. He's going to update us on what's going on with the World Tag Team titles. And remember, next Saturday night, right here in the Superstation, consult your local listings for the exact time in your area. The World Tag Team Tournament will start. There are no World Tag Team Champions right now. And I'm here with Jim Hurd, Executive Vice President of World Championship Wrestling. And Mr. Hurd, tell the fans exactly how this, uh, this vacancy came about. Well, as, uh, as those of you who saw the, uh, the show from uh, Nashville, Tennessee on Sunday, uh, the... Referee uh, Nikita Ugh. Koloff was manhandled, and uh, you know World Championship Wrestling uh, is not going to tolerate that. And, and we're going to heap, keep hitting wrestlers in their pocketbook or wherever it hurts most uh, to be sure that the referees have the proper attention that they need while we're doing these contests. Uh, you know, these larger athletes uh, have to recognize that there has to be a governing body, and we're going to enforce that. So what we've done. We've, we've vacated the titles. Uh, the, you know, the World Tag Team uh, Championship is an important belt for us. And uh, we've selected, and we hope all the fans agree with us, what we believe are the eight top tag teams. And we're going to have a, a single elimination tournament to determine who the new uh, World Tag Team Champions will be. I understand that those eight teams, will, this, these events will all be seen here on the Superstation. And you've got a great match for the fans here starting next Saturday night, I understand, to kick it off. That's right. Uh, the, to kick off the uh, the single elimination tournament, we've got the Road Warriors versus the Freebirds. And I and uh, I think that'll be a great match to kick it off. Mr. Hurd, thank you very much for coming out and joining us. And ladies and gentlemen, it's going to be a great tournament, no doubt about it. We're going to go to commercial break here in just a moment. But uh, you saw the eight teams on our graph there that were involved in that situation. Wait, what do you do? We don't have have, time. You got time? You got time for me? Everybody got a time for me. First of all, it never should have went this far. There should be no tag team championship tournament because the belt should be on the varsity club. Except for one small problem. 
It's real obvious to me and obvious to anybody that follows college sports. Nobody from the Big Eight can follow a game plan. First of all, what are you talking about? Do you? You only got one guy from the Big A. Why don't you go ahead and say who you're, you're talking about Dr. Death? I'm not a name dropper. First of all, no one from the Big A has ever been an academic champion. And all the Big A colleges, they write with big crayons because, first of all, they're all either on, they're either academically not smart enough to go to any other major college or they're on probation for being football problems, basketball problems, now baseball problems. Everybody knows that in the Big 8, in the schools there, they have to have signs to show them how to follow a play or how to go to the men's room. Are you through? I'll be through when I want to be through. And first of all, and last of all, if anybody should know about people from the Big 8 Conference, it's you. Well, what about, well, yeah, I know you're talking about. You're talking about Steve Williams. Let's go ahead and admit it. I'm not a name all dropper. Right. The whole thing is... This was a plan to get rid of the varsity club, and I'm getting at the well, bottom. Wait a minute. If you're so smart about everything, what about this situation with Ric Flair and Terry Funk? You got to have an opinion on that. You got an opinion on everything else. Yeah, I got an opinion on that. First of all, Ric Flair is the greatest champion of all times. But, but Ric Flair, I think he might have went too far by insulting Terry Funk. I mean, a man can only take so much, and that was a real personal insult to Terry Funk. Uh, Malone. No way that's true. Fans, we'll be right back. Okay, so Hopper first. Um, Jim Hurd. He's, uh, he's so boring. He could put you to sleep. Dude, he's... Ugh. Yeah. Uh, he ma- He makes... Jim Crockett looked like Ric Flair. Yeah, he is horrible. Why is he? Why is he on TV? Because <laughs> he's the executive vice president. Because he's the boss. Oh God, yeah, that shit was I'm horrible. I'm watching all these shitheads fuck it up. I'll go do it myself. Yeah, I want to <laughs> fuck it up myself. <laughs> With that butt cut hairdo he's got, Hopper. Oh, everybody, fuck. everybody knows that boss at their job. They got promoted so far up, and you're like, he can't fucking pour piss out of a boot. But there he is, and there he is. Hey, Doc, I must, I'm going to reference something you said many years ago. Is he a socks on, lights off kind of guy? Yeah. I guess, I guess. I don't even think of him that way. I think he's just, he's a, he is a middle manager in a big company that somehow escaped up the chain and now is an executive and is totally inequipped to deal with it <laughs> and his only move is to be a bully great this ought to go well uh, oh man Old and he hard. doesn't have it and on top of all of his other shortcomings that we learn about he doesn't have the self-awareness to realize how awful he is on camera and to just stay in the background and let other people do it. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah, that shit was bad. <laughs> Auburn, Auburn and, here's the other th- bad. and here's the other thing. Why would you put the... I mean, I guess everybody's got reasons. 
But wouldn't I want the Road Warriors and the Freebirds after that promo that they just cut to be the finals of this tournament, not the first round? Uh, I got another bone to pick just about the way. I mean, they show the graphic of the World Tag Team Tournament. They say round one. And they have the matches, but they don't have a bracket. And mm-hmm. Like, to me, I, I would rather you show the bracket. That way I can see, okay, who's battling who. And then I can see, well, if this team wins, then they battle right. this team, the team, the winner of that. They've just got it spread out. It's, you know, Rule Warriors versus Fabulous Freebirds first round. Midnight Express versus uh, Butch Reed and uh, Bob Orton. New Zealand Militia versus the Dynamic Dudes. And then the SST versus uh, Ranger Ross and Ron Simmons, which... Well, who said uh, yeah. who said the Midnight Express is coming back? Well, there you go. So <laughs> that's just on the graphic. Yeah. So anyway, um, it's just... You know, it is what it is. I, I look. I, I love WCW. There's a word. The there's a word. So I don't want to. It's slipshod. The whole I, damn thing is slipshod. Yeah, I, I'm not going to beat it up too much. Look, I, it's I love, airtight, brother. Yeah, well, the, the, nothing hey, is airtight with Jim Hurd. But here's the thing: we're going to get to it in a minute. But the show's good. It's just maybe if we'd have buttoned some things up over the course of some years, we we could have. You know, not completely gone the fuck out of business. <laughs> okay. Doc, any other thoughts on Jim Hurd or, or Kevin Sullivan right there? No, oh, God. Well, Kevin Sullivan said, first of all, several times, so that that got me confused. And then um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, after you say first of all, the next thing you should say is second of all, but I don't, I don't want to you know, knit too many things there. Um, so I guess Steve Williams is done. Um, Spivey's almost out, right? Uh, Steve Williams ain't done. He's not going anywhere. He's still going to be here. He's just, he's not done. He's still going to be just in the, promotion. the Just the varsity club. Right. Yeah. And Spivey, if you remember, I said, don't get too used to him in the varsity club because he wasn't going to be with him for long. And that's, um, I think we're getting close to that too. And now we need to go to broke down sexual chocolate out here for his interview. Ain't nothing broke down about Teddy. Let's go to, uh, I don't know if he's still the Wildcat general manager. Let's go to Teddy Long. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to World Championship Wrestling. And to show you that our heart's in the right place, we talk to everybody out here, even the people in the ranks of the unemployed, as is Teddy Long right now. But I know that you've got something I'm sure that you apparently feel is important to tell the fans. Well, the first thing I want to say, I want you to make these people be quiet while I'm talking. You understand? I'm out here to say one thing. Two weeks ago, Jim Hurd was out here telling the people that Teddy Long is long gone. Well, let me make something clear. Teddy Long ain't long gone, and I won't be long gone. Now, I've got a little surprise for you, Mr. Ross, and when I show you this, then you're going to see that Teddy Long is going to be around for a long time. Now, I brought a piece of videotape. I didn't trust you to give it to the director. I took it to him myself. Let's see the video. Can't figure it out. Ever since I was a small boy growing up, walking around the fields, walking around my little town, people would always be running up to me, jeering me, aggravating me, saying, you're so different, what's wrong with you? There's something wrong with you. I can't take that. 
I don't need that. I, I didn't do nothing. I, I was just trying to be myself. <laughs> uh. I'm going to stop because of the audio. Um, Y'all got thoughts on Teddy Long throwing into footage of Norman the Lunatic? <laughs> Looks like an AEW fan. <laughs> wow. Come on. He's got that neck beard and he's fat and and strange. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Probably yeah, hasn't gotten laid. Jesus, Harper. Just saying. Harper's <laughs> banging, banging ass in a pandemic and then all of a sudden he's like, shit, why can't everybody get a piece of ass? Uh, for real. All right, let me go to the end of Teddy Long right here and then I'll this throw it back to terrible. you. This is terrible. Yeah, I found that guy, but he's sick. He needs some help. Hey, let me tell you one thing right now. The same thing happened to that guy is the same thing that happened to me. He was wrongfully misjudged. You understand that? Now, Norman is a childhood friend of mine. You understand what I'm saying? And don't you worry. I won't let the cat out of the bag, but you'll be hearing from Teddy Long, and that's all I've got to say, Mr. Ross. Well, good. I'll be hearing from you. I want you to take a hike. We'll hear from you later. Fans, let's go back up to rhubarb. JR's so dismissive. Sure, I'll be here for you later. Take a hike, bud. Okay, Doc, uh, what were your thoughts on all this? So he was so tortured that he can't deal with it and made fun of, yet Teddy Long was his childhood friend. Second of all, that was the most unconvincing, crazy person on camera that I've ever seen. This is one of the worst things we've seen on this show. In a long, long ass time. Mm, we've seen some dumb stuff. Is it dumber than this? No. Is, is there any part, Boogie, is there any part of you that saw that that said this guy's real crazy and that he was believing it? I don't yeah. think, I think that was probably the worst thing that we've seen. You think? That it had was, to do, it was, that had to it do with, with their wrestler. I mean, Terry Funk just came out and said sleaze, was sleazy. Luger was hot. Gordy is mad. Hayes is badass. That dude, Teddy Long was good in the first part. That yeah. guy was awful. That is oh, just wait. Terrible. Just wait. There's going to be more from Norman. Oh, God. <laughs> wait till you mean ba Bastion Booger? Just wait. There's a lot more from him. Just wait. Yeah, I mean, it was bad. Look, I'm not saying it was good. I was just trying to think of something worse, and I, I can't off the top of my head I can't think right of now. anything. And we've seen some crazy things, but no, we, yeah, but, this, this is but bad. But nothing that, that fucking horrible. Yeah, that was... And here's, the, and here's the thing. I'm not against him being crazy in that. He needs to be legit. He needs to convey some sense. Of legitimate craziness, and he did not do that. He seems like someone who just needs a hug or something right. to talk to. <laughs> right. Mm, well, let's see where this goes with Teddy Long and Norman the Lunatic. How about that? I Tom Branch. I want to. Tom Branch and Dwayne. I, I agree. Tom Branch and Dwayne Bruce lose to the Royal Warriors, who hit the ring with no shoulder pads, so they went straight to the ass kicking. And the Royal Warriors win in like 10 seconds. And it was a beatdown. Doc, thoughts? Anything? Well, I just looked at this motherfucker, Norman's Wikipedia page. It says, 
He even received title shots against NWA world champion Ric Flair. Oh, my God. (laughs) Like I said, he ain't going nowhere. Wait, what are we talking about? I said he ain't going nowhere. No, in the ring. Oh, the Road Warriors defeating Tom Branch and Dwayne Bruce. Anything? That that was Magnum quick. Yeah. It was. So, right after that, the Road Warriors cut a promo. Here it is. Right here in this ring on the Superstation. We ain't playing around no more. Jim Ross and Nashville, Tennessee. We got ripped off. We had Dr. Death up on my shoulders, ready to rip his head right off. Those belts are We will always be in the people's mind and in our mind, the world champions. Now, Samoans, pulling dangerously, you better think twice about challenging the Legion of Doom Kilomar. There's only one way to measure your success in tag team wrestling, and that's to go up against the best so you know how you rate. Well, you want a piece of this? Come and get it. We don't back down from knowing. And we don't wear skirts either, Samoans. You know something, Russ? You ever, you ever like to read the comic strips? Yeah, all the time. Well, Beetle Bailey's my favorite. And you ever see Sergeant Snorkel when he's beating up Beetle Bailey? And after he's done, Beetle Bailey looks like a pile of human waste. Well, that's what the Samoans will be. Human waste. Pauline Dangerously, you're a punk. You have any comments to add to that, Mr. Ellery? I'll say one thing, keep it brief. There are many victories that cost more than any defense. Nah, I'm leaving. Yeah. <laughs> Steven Javorski, uh, sorry to interrupt your cranking right there uh, with Ellery. Now, Doc, your thoughts on the rewards there? I'm going to say this. I don't need Hawk out talking about Beetle Bailey after yeah, losing the Yeah, fuck that. Title. Y'all are salty tonight, man. Bro, what? <laughs> Bringing up Beetle Bailey and Sarge is so... No, just stop. You're better than that. You are better than that. Okay. What else, Doc? I mean, that threw me out of the mood. I mean, it was like, no thanks. All right. I hear you. Hopper, anything for you? Yeah, I don't... Why are they bringing up... You ever read the comic strips? Yeah, you know Beetle Bailey? Uh-huh. You know... It, it, you, you read Garfield? Yeah. You know when he eats the fucking lasagna? That's what we're going to do today. We're going to eat them up like Garfield eats fucking lasagna. You think that was something TBS fed them to say? It's... It, it almost sounds like it, huh? I, I'm just when you when you repeat it back, I'm like, eh, well, maybe so, yeah. Yeah. That thing started in 1950. Again, it's like, man, I need the Road Warriors to be thinking about in 1989, Appetite for Destruction. I need them to be thinking about Welcome to the Jungle. I need them to be cutting edge, not Beetle Bailey. Ten four, got you, pal. I need, I need them to be like. We're getting our shit back, and we're gonna make it painful. Not, oh, you know, in the thirty thirty eight year old comic strip. Here's some shit that happened. I got you. Well, I thought it was okay. I mean, I, look, it ain't definitely ain't their best, but they they seem like they mean business. So stay tuned. 
They air a replay of Rick Steiner's shoulder injury from WrestleWar89. Again, you can hear all about that on our Patreon show, tinyurl.com slash PatreonBTT. There are no ads on this show, so what is what happens is I beg you each and every week to become a Patreon member. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash PatreonBTT. Okay, we'll keep it moving. Um, after the replay, we then go to Scott Steiner in his TV debut on Saturday night, I believe, versus Kevin Sullivan. Jim Ross talks about uh, Rick Steiner's injury, and JR mentions that Gilbert and Steiner, Steiner are definitely saying they will get back at Sullivan and Spivey for Rick's shoulder injury that happened at Russell War. Sullivan wins when Scott Steiner's shoulder hits the post, and Sullivan gives him a uh, suplex, side suplex. But then the ref reverses the decision because of all the extra stuff that happens after the finish. Uh, here we got Scott Steiner in his uh, you know debut match on Saturday night. Doc, your thoughts? How good did Scott Steiner look for that age? He looks good. He looks real good. I mean, it's just weird, though, because it's weird to think about. I mean, there are two definite versions of Scott Steiner. That early Frankensteiner version that was like, holy shit. And then Big Papa Pump, which, Jesus Christ. I mean, just a complete, you know, difference from the first version. But, man... What were they feeding those Rick Steiner boys at the dinner table? Everything. Circle, circle, Everything. dot, dot included. Uh. <laughs> what? what does that mean? I mean, it just seemed like they, you know, are well fed. I feel like they had like a side of beef just at all times that they could just walk by and take a bite off of. Sure. Those boys Those boys are badass, man. And... And Scott, Scott looks really, really natural in the ring with with Sullivan. And so I'm sure Sullivan was like, hey, come out with me. I'll, you know, we'll have a good match. But, God. I want to say something. You, you mentioned two versions of Scott Steiner. I, I see it kind of as three. We see this version. Then I see, I think of the version of him with the uh, singlet on. Yeah. And then I think of the version of him where he becomes Big Papa Pump. Yeah. Um. That's you what I thought of when bo- I think of it. The big booty daddy. Big booty. Dude, he's such a... <laughs> he becomes such a clown. It's enjoyable, but, that, but he became such a clown. Big Papa Pump, big Papa Pump actually popped me. That, that was some good stuff with the chain mail and just... <laughs> I mean, he re, he did... It was clownish, but, I mean, he reinvented himself. The big bad booty daddy. <laughs> I mean, you talked about... Terry Funk out there smelling a horse's fart. I mean, sometimes we get silly. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So, Hubbard, you got any thoughts on Scott Steiner here? I mean, so this was his first debut. Well, this he was, was his the, he Saturday was night debut. In, yeah, yeah. He was out second in Rick at the last, what, Clash? Uh, Yeah. Was it the Clash? Was the Clash or the paper? Yeah, I think it was a Clash. So he was—he's been on television before, like out right. there with Rick. But he—but he—but this was the first time we've seen him in a match on Saturday night. Now I haven't looked at the results. I don't know if he maybe worked a, a worldwide show before this, but I know for Saturday night this was his first Saturday night match. I think he was in AWA before this. I recently watched a match from '88 or '89 with him and Ron Garvin. In the AWA, I think, getting it on. So, yeah, I mean, he had been working for a little while, but uh, to Hopper's point, yeah, this was his Saturday night debut. Yeah. 
Any other thoughts, Hopper, on Scott Steiner here? I mean, at least he debuted with Kevin Sullivan. And, and like, I mean, he he looks and he didn't and good. he didn't get spiked. And, no, and Kevin Sullivan didn't try to cut his bicep off. Yeah, he looks to me. He looks good. I'll leave it at that. Uh, after Scott Steiner's debut, they go to Ricky Steamboat. He basically cuts a meat and potatoes promo. He says he tips his hat to Ric Flair, who won the match. And I don't really have much else from it. We got some other good stuff to get to in a second from this episode to close things out. But, Doc, did you have anything from Steamboat here? That's nice, Doc. Well, I mean, he got cut out. They didn't even have the decency to tell him what was going to happen. Yeah, that's true. Hopper, did you have anything from this? It was real meat and potatoes. No, bro. No. <laughs> oh no, man, come no, on, boy, Harper. I mean, what do you want me to say? No, I, I, look, I'm with you. He's Harper's like I heard better promos from my turtle when I was banging sketchy broads that I get from Steamboat. It looks like a like just if you just watched it, it looks like a newscast. Like like he's gonna say back to you, Bill. <laughs> there was almost no news today. Back right. to you, Bill. Can I ask you a question, Harper? Uh, so real quick, when uh, have you when your turtle would hit the tank, the top of the tank? Yeah. Were, I mean, were you ever banging when a turtle decided to hit the tank? No. Okay. Uh, no. No. I'm shocked. <laughs> Nothing. You ever, <laughs> you ever pull out the turtle and let let her crawl up, letting the turtle crawl up all over one of your little friends? That's fucked up. <laughs> Doc. That's gross. <laughs> it is gross. I, I don't know. That's I don't gross. Know. Doc, do you remember? Gross. Doc, do you remember the first time he told us about that turtle that had to, that had a shell the size of a hubcap? Yeah. <laughs> do you know how long it took me to realize in the middle of the night that it was a turtle shell hitting the top of the tank? <laughs> yeah, because it fucking hits the glass. What yeah, is it? we know. What does it sound like, Hopper? It goes. <laughs> Dude, let me tell you. If I heard that noise in the middle of the night, I would grab my gun and be yeah. like, what the hell? And I can imagine Hopper like, who the hell's trying to break into the house? I was like, the fuck <laughs> no, is that? It ain't even that. Turtle. It wouldn't even be that. I'd be so put out that something was waking me up that that turtle would be in the middle of the road, duct taped, so they could get run over the next day. That's nice. That's you know what, up. Doc. That's messed up. You're gonna you're gonna help that turtle commit suicide. You ought to on Thanksgiving morning I, get the whole gonna, twelve gauge and put your head in front of it like you told the listeners I'll to make do a, a few years ago. I'll make a five dollar donation to Peter. I apologize. Thank you. Uh, Let's keep it moving because we got one more fantastic segment on this week's show. First off, Terry Funk defeats Troy Aldridge, but let's just go to the audio now of it. All right, Rebarb Jones makes his introductions. Terry Funk, what a deranged human being he is. Referee calls for the bell. Terry, what's, wait a minute, what's going on here? say one thing right now the nwa just wait a minute the nwa does not consider me a contender at this time rick flair has insinuated 
that I am not good enough. So being the man that I am, I am going to wrestle the least experienced man in wrestling today and wrestle my way from the bottom up. That's why I have picked you, Sonny, because you are the least experienced person around. How long have you been wrestling? Do you mind telling us? Uh, not long. Do you realize that you are in the ring with a living legend and also a humanitarian? And therefore, I am going to give you the chance to walk out of this ring right now. You can just walk out of here and you'll walk out in one piece. Or do you still want to wrestle me? I still want to wrestle you. <laughs> Do you still want to wrestle me now? Yes, sir. He still wants to wrestle me now. Now, have you had second thoughts about it? Do you still want to wrestle me now? Maybe not. Well, then get out of the ring now. Well, that was certainly humiliating for young Troy Alders, an outstanding young man. Don't be careful shaking his hand. He's like a rattlesnake. And Funk attacks young Troy Aldridge. Man, it was bound to happen. This man is as sadistic as anybody you'll ever see. He's got... Man, he is just brutalizing this youngster. Fans are rapidly running out of time. So you heard it there, Funk demands a mic. Funk, uh, if my calculations are correct, Doc will correct me on this because my math is not always good. He's almost like 45 years old here, and he looks damn good. And damn. Funk is beating the hell out of this poor guy, and he pile drives him on the concrete as they go off. A, not the concrete, on the floor. There's mats around the floor. Funk uh, just destroys this poor fella, slaps the hell out of him. Harper, what do you think about all this? Why would he say no? Why would who say no? Goddamn pal pronouns. Why would he say no? I don't want to wrestle you now. Uh, intimidated? You would fuck, bro. You're fucking a, a competitor. Well, he's scared, Harper. <laughs> Whatever. You know how when you go swimming and you, you know, you, you, you gimmick curls up and is intimidated by the water he's he's, 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 no. he's intimidated you know <laughs> you, well you know how when you see four digit addition problems you get a little nervous that's what happened to this guy <laughs> what'd you think uh doc well what, what's the date of this episode may 13th 1989 terry's about six weeks out from his 45th birthday? 45th birthday. So he's 44 right there. That's how old you are, Mike, right? Something like that. Damn, Mike. Yeah, Mike is starting to get away from you. Um, Funk looks good for his age, man. I know. He's got a core. I had a note here that he looked phenomenal. He looked like, because you see him later with those, 
So, I mean, he's doing crazy shit even in Smoky Mountain four years, four or five years later. But he he got his ass in shape for this run. Like, he's middle-aged and crazy after this, but he is in good-looking shape here. And he went in there, and what I like is, I'll take on the guy at the lowest rung and work my way up. Harper, you remember the Simpsons where Homer was a boxer and he had to start fight his way up, so he fought, like, hobos and shit? <laughs> uh-uh. Oh. He started fighting hobos, and then he ended up fighting Dredrick Tatum which was the Mike Tyson, you know, parody. But his whole, Homer's whole strategy was to let the other guy hit him in the head until he got tired and then just step out of the way and let the other guy fall over. I'm with Hopper. His, like, midsection. He, you don't like The Simpsons. Uh, it's okay. I mean, I, not my favorite of all time. But I'm here to talk wrestling and not The Simpsons. Hopper, you were about to say something about his core. What were you about to say? Terry Funk's core. Look, you look, bro, bro, watch his fucking core. He's in damn good shape. Yeah. Phenomenal shape, if I can say it. I mean, he ain't a bodybuilder, but he looks good. But the other thing that's heelish about this is is that he just established that this guy's the bottom of the rung, the bottom rung on the ladder, and then he bullied him around. So yeah, he's just classy. a dirty bastard. Like I'm yeah, gonna he's, him, he's yeah, I'm gonna bully. Yeah, I'm gonna you know Harper said earlier during the during his promo, he's he's sleazy. It's like what kind of guy's gonna go out there and just slap the bottom guy on the thing, on the on the card. He ain't even stretching him like Garvin did. He just, I'm going to slap you and just get out of my ring. Yep. All right. I thought this was an excellent way to finish the show, too, to be honest. This was just really good stuff, and we'll leave it at that. Any other closing thoughts, Doc, before we rate and review? Or rate and Rolex it? You really don't like the sentence, do you? I mean, wouldn't he respond back? He just slapped him twice. Man, does this kid have anything in his arsenal to respond back with? Yeah, but he, you should have fucking pride in yourself. Don't just like, hey, okay, fuck it. He's so he's far down on the talent. But he's yeah. a professional wrestler. No, he's not. Boogie, That's nothing right. about him says professional or wrestler. Wow. Yeah. Right. <laughs> now, what would be great is that after about two weeks of this shit, Mike Jackson showed up. And decided to fight back. Yeah, that would have been good. So stay tuned. See if that happens. I don't know if it does. Well, we should. We I should. I mean, we'll be here. We'll be yeah. Here. You know, every All week right. we're here. We are here every week. That's for damn sure. We don't miss. So you don't okay. like the Simpsons? So you don't like the Simpsons? Who said that? Why are you saying that? I don't know. I'm just, I haven't I just watched haven't it. I haven't seen them in, in, in fucking years. Yeah, Me like either. you're talking about the Simpsons. It's just, just that yeah. I haven't seen them forever. It's like South a, Park. I just I just haven't seen it what? in a thousand years. I never watched that. That was always terrible. But you know. We can rate it. It's okay. We can what? We can rate it. Rate the gotcha. show. You know, we give the show every week after we watch the show, we then give the, the show a grade. Well, let's go ahead and do that. Um so we're gonna do so before we do it. 
I talked about Patreon, but now I'm going to talk about our Amazon link. It is tinyurl.com slash Amazon. a great way to support the show. We are getting closer to the holidays, and given mm. this pandemic that's going on, um, I got a feeling a lot of people are going to be doing a lot more shopping online, even more than normal. So there you go. tinyurl.com slash Amazon. Great way to support this show without spending anything extra. If you're already shopping on Amazon, please use that link. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. Please use it. Give the link to the wives, girlfriends, whatever you have in your life, boyfriend, whatever you snuggle with, uh, whatever oh, you call a mm. bay, all those things. tinyurl.com slash Amazon. It greatly supports this show. And like, um, like our friend JBL Objective said on Twitter a few weeks back, if you got a wife, girlfriend, family member, whatever, don't just give them the link. Actually, mm -mm. go put it in their web browser because nowadays mm -hmm. people just can't take directions well. So you help them out and be a good soldier of the BTT Army. Here's the, here's the thing. With your wife or your girlfriend or something, she say, these guys talk about wrestling, but they really are big proponents of live, laugh, and love. And yeah. Like, oh, well, I hate wrestling, but I love live, laugh, and love. And then that that softens her up enough that you could. Well, can I show you their? Can I show you their link, so that when you put that in, that'll work. And there you go. There it is. There it is. There you got to get is. in somehow. If you if you just use classic wrestling, you're going to get shut down. But we're talking about your wife and your girlfriend. They hate you and wrestling. So you got to you know you got to work them a little bit. So put on your working boots. You're an idiot. Hey, All right. Here's the thing. Here here's the true PSA though. Yeah, uh, this is the truth. You need to get started on Christmas early this year. You want you you don't want to be the one that is getting your Amazon packages at 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 eleven fifty eight on Christmas Eve. Okay, are you going? I, somewhere I, with this? I know I know UPS drivers. I got friends that are. Trust me, this shit's gonna oh. be fucked up this year. There's gotcha. your there's your PSA. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna give this show an I'm gonna give this show an A. Are you being funny or? That's factual. Which one? I'm being funny, but I am going to give it a. Um, I uh, truly am going to give it an A minus. I was going to give it an A. Norman took me out of the mood. All right, I'm going to give it an A. I thought it was fine. The whole Norman thing's dumb, but man, Funk was so good. I'm giving this thing an A. He, uh, this was some good stuff. And then we had uh, Gordy and Hayes and that promo and oh man, good stuff. I'm giving it a Harper. What are you giving it? Hey, Abe. That's right. Hey. Fuck yeah. Well, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna give give out the Rolex to the person that I think we're all gonna give it to, and that's gonna go to Terry freaking Funk. Yes, sir, Terry Funk. I don't think there's a debate. What do you think, Doc? I had a small moment where I really did consider either Hayes. Gordy or Hayes and Gordy. But I mean Funk has decided to show back up. He's in shape. He's in the hunt. He's in a big program and he is he is carrying his end of it. So I think he gets the Rolex. Who are you giving yours to, Harper? It's Terry. If it wasn't Terry, I was gonna ask you what the hell was wrong with you. Yeah. yeah. It's I'm Norman. Gonna... <laughs> I give Norman one of the, the, those fucking. I mean, remember those little transformer watches? They would come off and they would. You could turn it into a, a robot. I give him one of those fucking watches. And the Tim Horner Award. Yeah, I think like 
I think the fucking Norman thing is it. This is the first noticeable crack that's just well, blind. And on top of not knowing how to brand shit, it's like we're trying to run in two different directions. We keep saying, "Hey, this is the NWA. We got wrestling on the marquee." And for most of the show, it's true. I mean, Muda, Funk, Flair, Steamboat. You know, shit, shit's popping off. But then on the other side, let's let's appeal to the kitty. Ugh. And I got a I got one big nit with this show. Where was Sheik on this show? <laughs> Sheik's not gone yet. Don't worry. <laughs> where were you, Sheik? I don't know where he's at in this show, but he's not going yet. It was Sting. Like I said, Nobody Sting ain't going yet. What either. happened to the danger? What happened to the danger zone? Are we not doing that anymore? Oh They're yeah, just not doing it. They're just not doing it weekly. It'll be back. Okay. Yeah. Any other questions, Doc? Hey, do you remember? Remember back in 1986 when we did this show and they had Blackhawk. They had Nighthawk. What? Nighthawk. The black dude. It was. Oh the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. Joe Nighthawk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they were asking Arn um, on his podcast last week if he remembers him. He's like, "No, afraid I can't say I remember him. I'm sorry." <laughs> the only person that's going to remember him is us and Corny. <laughs> Nighthawk. Who was that? You, you don't remember him? He came out there and he cut a promo with Cornette or something. He like they brought him out for like two weeks and then he was gone in '86. Was that the he was wearing a suit? No. It was a black guy, right? Yeah. You seem kind of. Uh, I think he was wearing a suit, wasn't he? During a promo. No. No. His name was Joe Nighthawk Coltrane. I don't think yeah. he had a suit on. He did have he did have like civilian clothes on, like jeans right. and a shirt. Right. But yeah, no, he no, he didn't have no no, he didn't have no. I don't remember with a suit on. I remember him out there out there jousting with Cornette for a second, but that was it. Where are you getting a suit from, Harper? I thought I thought he was wearing a suit. No, no, not that I. I mean, Doc, did on, you? Uh, I just saw something on the YouTube. Uh, Paul Jones Army attacks Nighthawk. Yeah, I remember that too. <laughs> he literally. Had, so, where were you going with that, Doc? When you asked about him, I just all the random shit that goes on in these promotions, and it sticks in our brain. And Arn was there. It was like, yeah, I'm sorry, I just don't remember. Yeah, I remember this guy. He didn't remember. But you know, on those Ask Arn episodes, he he don't really rem. I I love Arn, but he don't remember a lot of stuff. Well, when you're busy hanging out with Flair and Tully at night, what are you? Oh, gonna oh, oh I mean, look, I'm not, I'm not. Hey, I'm not saying he should remember it all because I mean, he was at the Marriott. That's right. I'm, I'm pissing my wife off right now. <laughs> texting me she needs something she's telling me to hurry up i don't know what she wants and i'm like uh five more minutes and i said that like 25 minutes ago that's nice that well we better get on out of here we don't want Sasha <laughs> to come in and uh and mess you up actually that'd be great on air it's a, it's a yeah. rib at this point it, it's a rib at this point if you if you if you start rushing me that just means i'm gonna take long but it but it's a rib you can't win bro oh you can't. I'm yeah win. that's 
That's not a winning. It's not not a winning. Yeah, it's not a winning hand. I mean, and that's not even worth worth fucking fighting. I guess hills that you there's hills you don't want to die on. Yeah, you you get starting wars that you don't fucking want to be fighting. That's right. You save this shit for the weekend so that you can watch football and get left the fuck alone. Yeah. We'll see. Man, I'm, all I'm right. A, I'm a, dude, I'm a model husband all week long so that on Sunday I can be like, fuck, I, 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 don't, I ain't married. I don't have kids. I don't know what y'all are doing, but make my dinner. Well, didn't Dallas get fucked against the Rams? Not really. Not really, no. We, we we're not going to talk about that. Because I didn't see it, but I kept you know, people said they got fucked on a pass interference call or something. Well, we could talk about it, break down some film, but Mike needs to go. Mike don't need to go. You're only putting this shit on me. Okay, so here's the deal, Harper. Um, it was like Jason Garrett was still coaching. It was sloppy. <laughs> it was terrible. Um, we still should have won, but because we don't know how to win, we couldn't win. And we made some really poor coaching decisions decisions down the stretch and then we got hosed by the ref so it was a full 360 just bukkake job on the cowboys and here's the thing guys i was gonna say cowboys 16 and 0 at super bowl but mike said i couldn't do it so then i went with the oh well they'll go eight and eight bullshit pal we're going 16 and 0 super bowl suck it and on that note i think we ought to get out of here because <laughs> doc needs Thoughts and prayers, dog. There you go. Uh, that's that's it, fucked up. That's, that's fucked up. It sounds like I'm like. <laughs> Here it is. That's fucked up. That's <laughs> fucked up. Deep State Harbor was the greatest night of this show ever. Here's the other. Here's the other two. Here's one. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> the one linear's the last one. Fucking we- loser. <laughs> That's nice. Who was that about? I don't know who you. I don't know who you were saying that about. <laughs> oh man! All right. Oh, Doc. Anything else before we get out of here? Did he already drop? No, he's there. Doc, you muted. Hopper. Anything else before we get out of here? Nah. All right, y'all. Well, we're going to ride off into the sunset and get on our Kawasaki mule. Hopper, hit the tagline so we can go home. Book it, bitch. Bitch.